Okay, yesterday was Daf Mem Zayin, today is Mem Ches. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf Ket. Today's have a mind that our learning should be exclusive for the Yudner Tisrael. They should be safe. They should know no harm. They need, Every, all the get. they need all the prayers we can muster up. And keep America away from them. <laughs> meddling, meddling Americans. <laughs> keep up Americans opinions away from them. I, uh, yeah. Anyway. Leave me alone, I can do it myself. All right, and also have a mind for Lili Nishma Sitzchakashim Ben Abu Gedalia, and Schus for Fu Shlema for Adasa Besronia, for Bracha Bashashana, for Miriam Etya Basis, Miriam Bas Etya Zisa, and also Amy Bastvara. And how are you feeling today? I'm fantastic. He told fantastic. The doctor the told doctor you said, good. He said, he said, so you have to be good. You're questioning him. All right. Just a small little vibrations, you know. Nothing. 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 Small vibrations. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and sorry, but you, you have to put some rubber on. Okay. No, for the vibration to absorb. Okay. Okay. Today is the last day of the phone <coughs> Okay, but Okay, let's begin. So we're starting our review of yesterday's daf from uh, the timer on top of the page of daf mem zayin amud aleph. The implication of the previous statement, which is basically talking about where the cow and the vlad belong to the same party, and. Um, <laughs> The scenario is, is that if there, the cow is there, then of course you'll get the chatzinets get out of the cow fully. Yeah. If, the, if there's no cow, because the cow ran away, so the vlad's still there, you could get uh, only a quarter nezek max out of the vlad, because it's a suffix. Yeah, what's your question? Are they talking about that the ownership is the same for both of them? Or the, yeah. are they talking yeah, about... same yeah. owner. No, or they talking about... That the blood was still inside the cow itself, and they both gored it. We're right, talking about belonging to the same part. Listen to the case. I'll explain. I, know, but I will explain. Okay. Talking about well, we'll try. Okay. Well, talking about where this this answer of Rava is where it belongs to the same person. Probably, and if there, if it belongs to the same person, then you'll get the full chatzinezek from the cow. There's no reason to worry about the blood. It's irrelevant, really. Um, it's not like the Vlad takes away from the responsibility, especially if it's the same owner. However, what we're talking about over here is that the um, uh, that that the, the the cow the cow went awol. Okay, this disappeared. <laughs> so therefore, you can't collect from the cow because it's not here. And it, as you know, Tamali pays me gufo. So what's how's the payment going to take place? He, well, the Vlad couldn't run away, so you'll get. A, you'll get only a quarter nezek out of the Vlad, because the Vlad is a suffix, whether it was there at the time of the damage or not. Now, that means, and this is the point of the Gemara, and this is where we start off yesterday, is that because you don't know. But let's say you knew for a fact that the Vlad was inside at the time of the Goring. So then, if the, then basically, um, if that would be the case, so then when it goes, you can take the entire Chatzinezek out of the Vlad. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if the cow disappears, but the vlad's still here, we'll get chatzinets get out of the vlad because we know that we, if we know for sure that the vlad was there at the time of the goring, mm-hmm. then you can pull out. We don't pay attention to where from the cow are you taking out the damage, especially it all belongs to one party. You can take the full chatzinets if it has the value there. Gazunter hate. 
Okay. Now, this is Rabbi Lishitash who says that when a cow damages, you collect even from the flat, the full damage. Because the flat is part of the mother, it's a part of the goof of the mother. Now, this is in contrast to the, the, the dangerous chicken, okay? When you have a chicken, a hen, who is goring, or not goring, but damaging, however. So the halacha is, is that it's also, if it's a tam, it only pays me gufo, but you cannot collect from the egg, okay? <coughs> the, let's say, the, like I said, the, the, the chicken flew the coop yesterday, right? But left an egg. So can you collect from the egg? Nope, you cannot collect from the egg, because the egg is, the way it, words of the Gemara, Pirsh of Alma, Rashi explains it's a separate entity, it's not considered part of the part of the uh, chicken. It's not a chilek of anything in terms of uh, impact of the damage of the way chickens damage, and therefore you can't. It's not, and being that it's a separate part of the, it's not not. It's considered an entity unto itself. You can't cannot collect from there. Okay, brings us to another memra of Rama. Says that uh, when when evaluating damage, we don't separate and say, okay, let's see how much damage there is to the cow. Okay, and now let's see how much damage there is to the vlad. It doesn't work that way. We look at it as one entity, and how much was the cow with the fetus worth before, and how much is the cow with the fetus worth now, and that difference is what's paid. You understand? That's the, that's how you do it. And the same is true, not only... Um, and the reason why that's important to do that is because otherwise you are harming the, da- the, the responsible party, making him have to pay more. It's more onerous to the masik, to the damager. Same is true by a case where, let's say, somebody's um, cut a hand of a slave of his friend. You don't look at it as a separate entity then. You look at it as part of the whole. And the same is true with damaging somebody's field. We look, we look at the value of the field before, the value of the field after, and that minimizes the level of damage, Okay, because you're looking at it as part of a bigger picture. Now, says Ravach, to Ravashi, says that's interesting, but like, if that's the law, why, like, like your whole concern is like, well, it's going to be too harsh on the Mazak. What do you mean too harsh? If that's what he deserves to pay, that's what he deserves to pay. You know, like, there's no mercy here. Um, you know, don't do damage if you don't want to have to pay. You know what I'm saying? So the Gemara answers is that the reason is is because it's not accurate. When he damaged, he damaged a pregnant cow. That's what his animal damaged. It wasn't a cow and a fetus that he damaged, two separate damages. It was one damage of a pregnant cow. So that's what he has to pay for. That's how we evaluate off of that. And, um, okay. Um, then we saw that uh, when you have a scenario, oh, this is another interesting halacha, not, not really related to damages, but in terms of valuation, we talked about the cow belonging to one party and the vlad, the fetus, belonging to another. So when the animal is fattened up and that increases the value of the cow, the cow is the only part that gets that increase. However, the, the, the extension of the stomach, the nafcha, which also is a factor. They, they, they measure around the belly to see how big of the belly is, and that adds to the value. So that is, uh, the Gemara says, first opinion is that also is only to the cow and not to the fetus. And Rav Achabri, the Rav Ika, says that it's split 50-50. And in fact, 
The halacha is that it's split 50-50. Okay, so like we look at the nafcha, whatever level, I don't know how they evaluate animals, but whatever level they take that into account, you know, they pay per inch of the, of the circumference of the, of the cow for how fat it is, it's uh, in its own two part, owned by two parties. They're splitting that extra amount. Okay, which brings us to the next Mishnah. Next Mishnah is talking about three scenarios. Same idea, <coughs> but in three separate cases. We have a potter who makes pottery and he brings it into somebody else's property without permission. And um, and the rule is is that since it was without permission. If the animal uh, belong, uh, the, of the owner of the property damages those po- the, the pottery, he is not responsible. If, uh, if the animal got damaged on the pottery, the, the owner of the pottery is responsible. Um, but if he had a permission to bring it in, then the owner of the property is responsible. What, Same the case, case. What? What? what the it's this, it, I, I, you know what pottery is? It's like a sure, sure. earthenware, earthenware, right? Yeah. So I, I decided I have a, like a lot of jugs, let's say earthenware jugs, and I had no place to put it. And you have a yard nearby. So I just said, okay, I'm sure he doesn't mind. And I just put it in your yard. And then uh, the animal sees those jugs and starts smashing them to smithereens. Ah. Okay, so then who's responsible? The owner of the yard. No, not true, because he didn't give me permission. No, I did it without permission. No permission. Yeah. I just put my stuff there without permission. Yeah. So the owner of the yard does not have to pay. If, however, um, and if, and let's say the animal of the owner tripped on my stuff and, and got hurt, I have to pay him, because I had no right to put my stuff there. But if I have permission to put it there, then the owner of the yard is responsible. That's the case A. Case B is the same thing with payros, with produce. And it's the same rule. Without permission, um, if the animal damages it, the owner of the animal is not responsible. And if uh, the animal got damaged by the produce, then uh, the owner of the produce is responsible. But if he had permission, then the owner of the animal is responsible. The owner of the land is responsible. And then case C, the third case, is the case of a shore. I put my animal in your yard and uh, without permission. And then uh, your animal came and gored my animal. Or your dog bit my animal. You don't have responsibility because I had no right to bring my animal there. If my animal gored your animal, then I'm responsible. But if I had permission to bring my animal there, then the owner of the land is responsible. Those are the three cases of the Mishnah. And that's the story with that. Okay? However... There's a major machlokas. In the Mishnah, Rabbi argues, and he says that in all of these cases, it's only until the guy, the guy has to explicitly state. It's not enough that he says, you can put your stuff there. He has to say, you can put it there, and I will watch it. Only then he's responsible. If, he's, if he just says, put it there, it doesn't mean that he's taking responsibility. That's the... Chiddush of Rabbi, Rabbi, not like the Chacham say that assumed understanding is, if I say you can put your stuff here, that means I'm going to watch it. That's the Machlokas between Chachamim and Rabbi. Kasha, that the Gemara wanted to know is that we're seemingly inconsistent. In the first part of the Mishnah, we said that he put the, <coughs> the pottery there without permission. Had he had permission um, to put the pottery there, 
the owner of the pottery would not be responsible for the damage that the pottery caused to the animal of uh, of the uh, of the householder, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't say that because that permission, I take achrayus to make sure that my pottery doesn't damage anything, right? So that sounds like it's going like Rebbe, that the assumption is that they're not taking responsibility as far as damage is concerned. Um, problem is, is that the middle case, we said that if I had permission, then the Balchatzer is responsible for the damage that, uh, that he caused to my stuff, which is going like the Rabbanon. Um, and that, that says that the un- assumed understanding is that he does take a Christ. And then it, uh, and we introduce Rabbi's opinion at the end that you're not chayv unless he takes, takes responsibility, which is basically saying Reisha and the safe is going like Rabbi, and the middle is going like the Chachamim. That's a problem. So first answer is, this contradiction is Rabbi Zeyr's answer, which is, you're right, these two parts of the mission don't fit together. It's broken and doesn't work. And second answer is Rav's answer. He says that it's all going to the Rabbanon. And when we say Bershus, uh, uh, the Bershus of the guarding of the, of the pottery, he, the Balachatzer is accepting that no matter what, I'm responsible for your stuff, even if a wind breaks. So that's why the, there's this taking on a full responsibility, even if the wind breaks it, even if anything breaks it. So that's what Bershus means. In other words, really, what we're saying is, is that it doesn't, when I have permission to bring my things there, it doesn't mean that I'm taking any responsibility. It means that he's watching it. So, obviously, that includes both facets of it. He's making sure that it's protected from damage and protected from damaging, too. That's part of what he's taking on, taking on that responsibility. Okay, that brings us to the next thing. He brings his, peru, his fruit into the Chatzabal Pais, so Rob puts a major qualifier in here. How did the guy how did the guy's animal, the owner of the land's animal, get damaged from the fruit? He says that's he it has to be a case where he slipped on the fruit, broke something, and that's how the damage happened. But if the way that it got damaged from the fruit was because it ate it and got a stomach ache, and that's how it got damaged, that's not on the owner, even though he didn't have permission to be there, that's not on the owner to make sure that, you know, uh, the owner of the, of the produce, even without permission, is like, so who asked your animal to eat my stuff and, and get a bellyache? It's not on me. It's not my responsibility. So Rav says, when he heard Rav's statement, he thought Rav must have said it in his sleep. You know, when a person is tired, you can say things that don't make so much sense. And that's what he says. It doesn't make any sense. Why doesn't it make sense? He brings a raya. Bryce says, somebody puts poison in front of another animal. The animal eats the poison and dies. Not chayv in Dine Adam. I'm chayv only in Dine The reason why is because seemingly, this is what he assumed, is because poison is something that animals should anyway not eat. And even though it was not a nice thing to do, and in Shemayim, in heaven, we will be taken to task for that. But after all, it's kind of indirect, and I didn't have any expectation. It's only amazing, right? I don't have, of course it's yeah, amazing. It's Bishay, expectation. No, but anyway, there's no monetary damage. I'm not no, no, responsible. I'm saying, but Yedine Shemayim, oh, Shemayim. Yeah, well, you have to have an awareness, you know? Yeah, that's something. But uh, but uh, the point being is, is that 
I don't have an expectation that the animal's going to eat it. That's why I don't have to pay. Sounds like that if it was something that is food for the animal that could be harmful and not poison, it's that uh, there would be responsibility. Um, so that's a kash on Rav. So now the Gemara says that, um, no, it's the same thing. Poison, if that's Allah of her poison, it's Allah of her produce as well. It, it, the, the argument is, Havalishalotokal should not eat it. Um, and the reason why I gave poison is that even though it's poison, where you'd say, well, look, I could argue that he should no business eating it. After all, it's not even food for an animal. That's to tell you that still in Dine Shemayim, you're going to get punished because you shouldn't have done it. Now, um, even though it's only an outside chance that the animal might eat, it's not right. Um, and also, another possibility is, is that you could talk about that we're talking about actually a specific type of poison that is food that the animals actually eat. Okay, there's a whole story in West Texas that there's certain grasses. This is what I was told last night by Scott. You know, he knows a lot of interesting things. He says that uh, the animals, the cows were eating certain grasses that are poisonous to them and dying. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's this hafrast over here. So, um, uh, yeah, it can happen. So the bottom line is, um, it is something, it's, it's the same thing. And I'm not chayv in Dine Adam, only in Dine Shemayim. Okay. Which takes us to the next case. Okay. Gemara is a kasha. It says, um, again, we said, Havalish Lotocha. So the case over here is, a woman brought her wheat in to grind up her wheat in the uh, property of the householder without permission. And the animal saw the wheat there and started eating it. Potter. The animal got damaged. She's chayev. Now, why is she chayev? Can't she say the animal shouldn't have eaten it? So the Gemara says, that's not... Who says that the damage happened by eating? Maybe the damage happened by, you know, stomp, walked on it and tripped on it, whatever. So the Gemara says, yeah, but it's a little bit different. And that's why. Because by our Mishnah, it says, It sounds like not by eating, but by them, okay. Over here it says, she uh, the animal ate it. The owner of the animal is not chayev. The, the animal got damaged. Is she is chayev? So um, it sounds like for eating it because it didn't say the word bahen over here. And the gemara says you're right, but that's not enough of a diuk. Bahen with bahen or without bahen, same thing's not right. Took us to the next case, the last case of the mishnah. Guy brought a shore into the chazer balvayis without permission. And it ate. It's not the same case, but I'm saying that's the scenario. I have no permission to bring the animal there. It ate the wheat um, and got <coughs> diarrhea and died. So the owner of the yard is Potter. But if he brought him with permission, the owner of the yard is Chayev. Why is he Chayev? Why can't he say, who asked your animal to eat something that's not fit for it to eat? So Rav says, well, what kind of question is that? You're talking about weird permission? When I give you permission, that means I'm taking responsibility. Responsibility means I'm making sure that it eats what it's supposed to, that it's not, you know what I'm saying? That's responsibility. Um, when uh, I'm, I'm taking on to watch your animal, um, even if it, str- even if it strangles <laughs> itself, it's on me, it's on me, because I have to make sure the animal stays safe. So of course it's my responsibility. That's the end of that piece. And then we left off with a Shiloh. Um, what if there was an exception, uh, ex- accepting of, of, of watching? What is that accepting cover? Mm-hmm. Is that only covering damage from my own stuff? 
and that's what my responsibility is, or even against harm from another that comes in from the outside. Or that's not what I took on. That's the question. So we brought a raya from Rabbi Yudha Bar Simon in Damages, he's learning uh, Damages by Karna, and that's the name of the Tana, the, the, who he was learning it from. Anyway, he brought, somebody brought prayers into the Chutzpah Abayis without permission. A shark comes in from another place and eats them. It says Potter, but if he was brought in with permission, it says Chayev. Now, who's Potter and who's Chayev? Aren't we talking about the owner of the field? And the owner of the field is not responsible for outside damage. Oh, he's not responsible when he was without permission, but is responsible when it, when it was when it was with permission. So the answer is yes. So that the Gemara says, no, 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 we're talking about the Balashar is Chayev or not Chayev. Meaning the owner of the animal that came in and ate the produce that was brought in without permission, first case is not responsible, second case is. What's the Pshat? Because like this, when, when the person had no permission to bring the stuff there, so then it's like, uh, not the Chatzar and Nizik anymore, because he had no right to be there, the, pro, the, produ, the produce had no right to be there, and therefore it's like a Rishos Arabim, so to speak, and therefore an animal is not Chayev by Shane Rishos Arabim. But if he was brought in with permission, then it's like my property, almost, because I have a right to be here, and it's like a Rishos Hayachid, and the and therefore, if the guy uh, animal comes in and eats in my rishosanisek, so then that's shein rishosanisek, which is chayiv, and that is where we left off yesterday.